0: the law school of america trespass to goods trespass to chattels also known as trespass to goods or trespass to personal property is defined as an intentional interference with the possession of personal property proximately cause injury while originally a remedy for the aspiration of personal property the tort grew to incorporate any interference with the personal property of another in some jurisdictions such as the united kingdom trespass to chattels has been codified to clearly define the scope of the remedy In most jurisdictions, trespass to chattel remains a purely common law remedy, the scope of which varies by jurisdiction. Generally, trespass to chattels possesses three elements. 1. Lack of consent. The interference with the property must be non-consensual. A claim does not lie if, in acquiring the property, the purchaser consents contractually to certain access by the seller. Any use exceeding the consent authorized by the contract, should it cause harm, gives rise to a cause for action. 2. Actual harm. The interference with the property must result in actual harm. The threshold for actual harm varies by jurisdiction. In California, for instance, an electronic message may constitute a trespass if the message interferes with the functioning of the computer hardware, but the plaintiff must prove that this interference caused actual hardware damage or actual impaired functioning. 3. Intentionally. The interference must be intentional. What constitutes intention varies by jurisdiction, however, the restatement, second, of torts indicates that intention is present when an act is done for the purpose of using or otherwise intermeddling with a chattel or with knowledge that such an intermeddling will, to a substantial certainty, result from the act, and continues, t is not necessary that the actor should know or have reason to know that such intermeddling is a violation of the possessory rights of another. Remedies for trespass to chattel include damages, liability for conversion and injunction, Depending on the nature of the interference. Traditional applications. Trespass to chattels typically applies to tangible property and allows owners of such property to seek relief when a third party intentionally interferes or intermeddles in the owner's possession of his personal property. Interference is often interpreted as the taking or destroying of goods, but can be as minor as touching or moving them in the right circumstances. In Kirk v. Gregory, the defendant moved jewelry from one room to another, where it was stolen. The deceased owner's executor successfully sued her for trespass to chattel. Furthermore, personal property, as traditionally construed, includes living objects, except where property interests are restricted by law. Thus, animals are personal property, but organs are not. Modern U.S. Applications In recent years, trespass to chattels has been expanded in the United States to cover intangible property, including combating the proliferation of unsolicited bulk email as well as virtual property interests in online worlds. In the late 1990s, American courts enlarged trespass to chattels, first to include the unauthorized use of long-distance telephone lines, and later to include unsolicited bulk email. In 1998, a federal court in Virginia held that the owner of a marketing company committed trespass to chattels against an Internet service provider's computer network by sending 60 million unauthorized email advertisements after being notified that the spam was unauthorized. In America Online incorporated VLCGM Incorporated. AOL successfully sued a pornographic website for spamming AOL customers and forging the AOL domain name to trick customers. By the new millennium, trespass to chattel expanded beyond bulk email. In eBay v. Bitter's Edge, a California court ruled that Bitter's Edge's use of a web crawler to call auction information from eBay's website constituted trespass to chattel and further, that a plaintiff in such a suit need not prove that the interference was substantial. A number of similar cases followed until, in Intel v. Hamidi, the Supreme Court of California held that a plaintiff must demonstrate either actual interference with the physical functionality of the computer system or the likelihood that such interference would occur in the future. The D decision quickly found acceptance at both the federal and state level. To date, no United States court has identified property rights and items acquired in virtual worlds. Heretofore, virtual world providers have relied on end-user license agreements to govern user behavior. Nevertheless, as virtual worlds grow, Incidents of property interference, a form of griefing, may make trespass to chattel an attractive remedy for deleted, stolen, or corrupted virtual property. Trespass to land. Trespass to land involves the wrongful interference with one's possessory rights and property. It is not necessary to prove that harm was suffered to bring a claim, and is instead actionable per se. While most trespasses to land are intentional, British courts have held liability holds for trespass committed negligently. Similarly, Some American courts will find liability for unintentional intrusions only where such intrusions arise under circumstances evincing negligence or involve a highly dangerous activity. Exceptions exist for entering land adjoining a road unintentionally, such as in a car accident, as in Riverware Commissioners v. Adamson. In some jurisdictions, trespass while in possession of a firearm, which may include a low-power air weapon without ammunition, constitutes a more grave crime of armed trespass. Subsoil and airspace Aside from the surface, land includes the subsoil, airspace, and anything permanently attached to the land, such as houses, and other infrastructure, this is literally explained by the legal maxim quiquid Plantator Solo, Solo Jet. Subsoil. William Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England articulated the common law principle cuius est solum aus est usque ad coilum ad in feros, translating from Latin as for whoever owns the soil, it is theirs up to heaven and down to hell. In modern times, courts have limited the right of absolute dominion over the subsurface. For instance, drilling a directional well that bottoms out beneath another's property to access oil and gas reserves is trespass, but a subsurface invasion by hydraulic fracturing is not. Where mineral rights are severed from surface ownership, it is trespass to use another's surface to assist in mining the minerals beneath that individual's property, but, where an emergency responder accesses the subsurface following a blowout and fire, no trespass lies. Even the possible subsurface migration of toxic waste stored underground is not trespass, except where the plaintiff can demonstrate that the actions actually interfere with the reasonable and foreseeable use of the subsurface or, in some jurisdictions, that the subsurface trespasser knows with substantial certainty that the toxic liquids will migrate to the neighboring land. Airspace. However, the domain of landowners over airspace is limited to the lower atmosphere, in United States v. Cosby at UX. Landowner domain was limited to the space below 365 feet. Justice Douglas reasoned that, should it find in the landowner's favor and accept the ancient doctrine that a common law ownership of land extend to the periphery of the universe, cuyus est solum aeus est usque ad coelum every transcontinental flight would subject the operator to countless trespass suits. Citizens have a right to fly in the navigable airspace. 31 years later, in Bernstein of Lee v. Skyviews and General Limited, an English court reached a similar conclusion finding an action for trespass failed because the violation of airspace took place several hundred meters above the land, if the Latin maxim were applied literally it would lead to the absurdity of trespass being committed every time a satellite passed over a suburban garden. Interference. The main element of the tort is interference. This must be both direct and physical, with indirect interference instead being covered by negligence or nuisance. Interference covers any physical entry to land, as well as the abuse of a right of entry, When a person who has the right to enter the land does something not covered by the permission. If the person has the right to enter the land but remains after this right expires, this is also trespass. It is also a trespass to throw anything on the land. For the purposes of trespass, the person who owns the land on which a road rests is treated as the owner. It is not, however, a trespass to use that road if the road is constructed with a public use easement, or if, by owner acquiescence or through adverse possession, the road has undergone a common law dedication to the public. In Hitman v. Maisie and Adams v. Rivers, the courts established that any use of a road that went beyond using it for its normal purpose could constitute a trespass, though a landowner's property rights may be subject to the right of mere passage, the owner of the soil is still absolute master. British courts have broadened the rights encompassed by public easements in recent years. In DPP v. Jones, the court ruled that the public highway is a public place which the public may enjoy for any reasonable purpose, providing that the activity in question does not amount to a public or private nuisance and does not obstruct the highway by reasonably impeding the primary right of the public to pass and repass. Within these qualifications there is a public right of peaceful assembly on the highway. The principles established in Adams remain valid in American law. Defenses. There are several defenses to trespass to land, license, justification by law, necessity and ju tertii. Licenses express or implied permission, given by the possessor of land, To be on that land. These licenses are irrevocable unless there is a flaw in the agreement or it is given by a contract. Once revoked, a license holder becomes a trespasser if they remain on the land. Justification by law refers to those situations in which there is statutory authority permitting a person to go onto land, such as the England and Wales Police and Criminal Evidence Act 1984, which allows the police to enter land for the purposes of carrying out an arrest, or the California State Constitution which permits protests on grocery stores and strip malls, despite their presenting a general nuisance to store owners and patrons. Jus tertii is where the defendant can prove that the land is not possessed by the plaintiff, but by a third party, as in Doe D. Carter v. Barnard. This defense is unavailable if the plaintiff is a tenant and the defendant a landlord who had no right to give the plaintiff his lease, for example, an illegal apartment rental, an uh, unauthorized sublet, etc necessity is the situation in which it is vital to commit the trespass, in Esso Petroleum Company v Southport Corporation, the captain of a ship committed trespass by allowing oil to flood a shoreline. This was necessary to protect his ship and crew, however, and the defense of necessity was accepted. Necessity does not, however, permit a defendant to enter another's property when alternative, though less attractive, courses of action exist. The Law School of America